0: At SAFM With Ashraf Gardner
1: Right, so let's talk Super Bowl Trendy, a trend mark we will check about them Or it With uh, Oresti Patricius uh, Pretty shortly But for now The business of the Super Bowl What is he going on with uh, What is called The most valuable sports event In the world That can't be I thought something else was We'll find out why uh, That claim is there Michael Goldman with me Now the adjunct faculty It uh, gives as well as Assistant Professor at the University of um, well San Francisco. So Michael, good chatting to you. Hi. Right. Good morning, Ashraf. Good and, to chat to you again. And you're in South Africa for the month, are you? Yeah. I am, yes. Oh we need to we need to meet up, absolutely. Right. So what have you been doing? Just very quickly, just talk to me about San Francisco. What have you been doing there?
0: Oh, fabulous. I got, uh, underway with the, uh, autumn semester last year, um, teaching on the sport management program. So I teach sport marketing and sport sales, um, to the graduate program on sport management there in the University of San Francisco in the Bay Area. And, uh, yeah, it's great. You know, you've got the, uh, the Giants down the road, the baseball team. You've got the 49ers who unfortunately missed out on this Super Bowl. So it's certainly a massive sports business region. And so enjoying, um, kind of applying a lot of the South African learnings to, to the U.S. and, and bringing the other, the other way back as well.
1: Okay, so Question is then Why would someone Who's in sports marketing Be in South Africa A few hours before Super Bowl (laughs) happens I think it starts What, 1.30 tomorrow morning Somewhere there, yeah
0: Absolutely. Well, I'll be one of the fifteen thousand people who watch uh, Super Sport One at one a.m. Uh, Monday morning uh, to to see the fun and games of the NFL and and all the the action that they'll bring onto the field. And of course, as you say, all the off the field issues around the the adverts and the branding and the halftime show and gosh, it is a, an entire four hours of sportainment. So it's it's a massive event and increasingly a global event.
1: Right. Let, let's then talk about just yeah how, how global and and that claim it's the most valuable sports event in the world. Is that true?
0: It is uh, so Forbes ran the numbers and they worked it based on brand revenue, so revenue specifically around the brand of that event, and they worked it on a per day basis, so certainly the Olympics and the FIFA World Cup, et etc, uh, generated more revenues over the period of the event, but in terms of a one day event, and if you take those Olympics and World Cups down to one day and you average it out at four hundred and sixty four million dollars there 's nothing that beats uh, the Super Bowl and they 're expecting to hit possibly. $500 million uh, With this 2014 edition
1: Well I think mean, For most people uh, They'd love to know A Price of ad Because I believe Those adverts are, are ridiculously expensive But maybe obviously Great for In terms of impact right
0: Well, it's an interesting question around impact, certainly on cost. You know, Arresti's spoken about the $4 million for 30 seconds, and it is, you know, what what Fox is is charging at the moment, and it has increased, you know, quite a bit over the last few years. Um, The the issue around impact is interesting. On a pure TV impact, the impact continues to come down. Um, You know, if you look at TV audience per ad dollar, so how many people do you actually reach per dollar that you spend on that ad? You know, that's come down now to about 29. Nine people. Um, so that, that's that's not a lot, and, and that ratio continues to come down. Uh, you've got to reach 115, 120 million people every time to justify that kind of investment. But I think what we're seeing is that um, Super Bowl adverts are really a ticket to the game for, for commercial advertisers for brands. It's not about the 30 seconds for the 82,000 people at the MetLife Stadium or for the 115 million people watching and tuning in for, for the four hours. It's really the social media amplification and the media's focus on those 30, 40, 50 ads um, that really dominates the, the news cycle um, for, for adverts really over a month or two-month period. Uh, and so the value out of that is way more than the $4 million that they're spending for the ticket to the game.
1: Alright, I'm very curious to pick up On the media focus of this ad But just, just pause for a second Because let's talk tennis uh, in South Africa We have the Super Bowl in the USA We have Davis Cup tennis in South Africa It's South Africa taking on Monaco It's the final day It's been a fascinating uh, two days so far Here's Nathalie
2: certainly has been fascinating we've, we've already seen 15 sets being played In the three previous rubbers that we've seen In the first one, Richter was lost against Romain Ornado in five sets and the end, Ornedo won 7-5 seven, 7 5 5 7 and 6-4 Then we had Nicholas Skoltz get things back level from South Africa's point of view, beating Benjamin Balleray, the number one seed from Monaco. Nicholas Skoltz won 7, five, seven six, three, six, three, six, and 6-3. Six, the doubles pairing of uh, Ravenclawson and Ruan Rolifsa had a much tougher time than they were expecting against Guillaume Coyard and Thomas Aurier In the end, they won 6-4, six, 6-4 four, six, four, six, six, and 6-3. Six, it took five sets for them to overcome their opponents, but South Africa lead the tie 2-1 right now. And on court, we have we have a Richter Fust up against the number one seed from Monaco, Benjamin Belleray. It's the start of the reverse singles, and so far both players have been very solid on serve. Richter Fust is serving first. It's currently four all in the first set, and neither player has made too many errors on their serve. So it's going to be very difficult for either of these players to break uh, their opponent. Possibly we're going to see a tiebreaker. That's the way it's looking right now in this first set. The weather is also good, which is good news. A bit overcast overhead, but uh, we don't seem to be having any Rain coming our way anytime soon. So right now, in the first set of the reverse singles, it is for all. Natalie Jimenez for sFm Sports.
1: Well, thanks for that, Natalie. Back to Michael Goldman talking about uh, Super Bowl, uh, which happens in the USA early tomorrow morning, and and the, and the money is around it. Now, the point to me that I thought was quite fascinating was it's not so much the actual adverts, but for some reason the discussion around the adverts. Now we know, I know, for example. Around the time of the World Cup, we certainly uh, covered discussing many of the adverts on this particular show. And maybe a couple of other people did. But but we never had nowhere near the, the advertising frenzy. I mean, just the, the debate around adverts as I can witness around the Super Bowl. Why is that?
0: Absolutely. It's really the U.S. advertising industry that views the Super Bowl weekend uh, as the culmination of all their creative activity. Uh, and, and really for the advertisers, you know, buying that ticket to the game really says something about the kind of brand that you're going to be um, and, and beyond the you know, 115 million people. It's how you're able to reach millions more um, months before. I mean, the, the the advertisers for the Super Bowl were announced in about October, uh, and, and some of the, the, the early adverts will start to be shown on YouTube months ago. Uh, and, and so really you have this long period of time in which the media and the advertising agencies and the brands involved use it really to stoke a fire around big campaigns, big launches, uh, repositioning their brands. Uh, I, I mean, look at Bud Light, for example. There's been a lot of focus on the Bud ads, Budweiser. Um, and they'll have five ads. Uh, in this uh, Super Bowl in the next uh, 12 hours. Um, but if you look at, at the YouTube uh, the consumption of that ad, even before showing it uh, in the stadium, uh, when I looked yesterday, it was over 25 million people that had looked at that one Bud ad. And if you look at the YouTube metrics, they're suggesting that the value that Bud got from just the YouTube viewership of that ad is over $5 million already. So you know, when you add that all up, uh, the, the value is really around the entire uh, I- event, not just at the event.
1: Okay, that's fascinating. Because, uh, does that? I mean, let's take forget South Africa. Anything in Europe, or, or let's say cricket, for example, or, or rugby, and other you know other big events around the world. Does it compare in terms of the level of interest?
0: Absolutely not, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you're talking about the 300-odd million um, sports fans in the, in the U.S., many of those with, with a fair amount of money in their pocket, that really is the marketplace uh, that, that, that sports uh, marketers are focused on uh, in the U.S. And, and, and the minute you go outside of that, certainly football, soccer as we know it, has a massive following. Uh, and FIFA certainly collects, as, as we've spoken many times, uh, significant revenues from that. Uh, but that's certainly from a football consumer with less money in their pocket, uh, with less commercial opportunities. Uh, there, there's nothing like this, this concentration that you get with the Super Bowl. It's massive brands in New York, in New Jersey, the NFL's biggest market, uh, in a sport that, that really has a lot of money. Your, your people are paying, if you may have seen, you know, close on $3,000 for a ticket um, to this one game, this, this one four-hour experience. And so you certainly are talking about a, a scope of, of revenues and, and spend that we don't see in many of the other mass sports that uh, arguably dominate the world but don't dominate the commercial side of sport. Now,
1: the the type of companies then then uh, that in fact advertise you mentioned Budweiser but but tell me more because some of the names you may be familiar some of them we could be unfamiliar with I'm interested in the types you know the big brands and and the categories that they operate in.
0: Sure, absolutely. It's very much fast-moving consumer goods, consumer-focused brands. Um, Many of the advertisers this time around are repeat advertisers who've who've been doing it for a few years. Some of the interesting ones to note is Chevrolet is back, and so General Motors is spending on two adverts uh, in the Super Bowl, and that's interesting given kind of where the automotive sector has got to in the U.S. and recovering from the downturn. Um, So that's really an interesting one. Um, One of the other interesting ones is H&M, the retailer out of the UK using David Beckham um, as their celebrity and they've done a deal with Samsung where if you are watching the advert on a Samsung smart TV you'll be able to purchase a pair of David Beckham underwear as you're watching the advert so increasingly you're getting this interactivity come through as well um, some uh, Asian brands Hyundai for example again focused on the US uh, consumer market certainly and then one of the interesting categories Ashraf, I think this year and last year is Greek yogurt which is is really oh, yeah. taking off in the U.S. market. Um, Oikos is one of the brands in the U.S. that's been going for a while and has been joined this time um, uh, with one of the, the three new advertisers, um, at the Super Bowl, which is Chobani yogurt, uh, so it's really interesting. A, a number of different categories, a lot of fast-moving consumer goods, really appealing um, to that that U.S. consumer spend um, at the grocery store on Tuesday morning.
1: Now, let's talk about then the game itself. And I'm not talking about who's winning. Okay, that's another debate for another <laughs> for another show, right? Maybe the the sports show this afternoon. But uh, interesting in terms of. You know, let's take South Africa as, as 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 the example. There's adverts at the beginning, there's adverts in the end, there's adverts during half time, right? I understand that with the Super Bowl, it's a lot different. In fact, the game is played around the adverts as <laughs> opposed to the other way around.
0: Yeah, the Wall Street Journal, Ashraf, did a study a few years ago looking at one of the big NFL games. And, uh, you know, the game time was about three hours, three to four hours um, for the game experience. The ball was in action for about 15 to 20 minutes of that time. Uh, and There were probably about 100 ad breaks during the three hours, which gives you a sense of what these sporting events are really about. It's much less about what happens on the field and the action on the field. Certainly there are American uh, football Fans who, who very much focused on you know what Peyton Manning will do as the quarterback tomorrow morning, but but certainly from an, from an event point of view, uh, it, it's about the commercial nature uh, and it, it, it's, it's all about what happens around, around the sport, not actually what happens in the sport. So, you know, one of the phrases we talk about is sportainment and this, this combination of sport and art and music and how it comes together in an entertaining way uh, to really dominate um, multiple screens, not just the TV, but multiple social media screens for that period of time.
1: And uh, all right so, so I suppose that'll be okay so far as people still show an interest in the Super Bowl never mind the long uh, event but with, with actual short match time that doesn't show any signs of stopping is it
0: not at all. Um, if you just look at stadium attendance across both college football and NFL football, uh, American football in the U.S., uh, you know, it's being sold out all the time. Some colleges are, are struggling on a, in a few ways with, with some of the students and, and, and those tickets not being taken up. But on the whole, the, the alumni supporting college football is, is still significant. And NFL, most of those teams are sold out every single weekend. Uh, so, you know, from the media point of view, uh, from the sponsorship and licensing point of view, uh, from the spectators attending games every single week, um, you know that that is really a part of the American DNA.
1: Okay, just uh, let let's wrap up. Anything else you wish to bring up?
0: Well, certainly, you know, we talk about marketing and media. Um, I think two interesting things. This is obviously a winter open-air MetLife Stadium event, uh, and so the, the clothing and the food and the drink certainly plays to that. Um, you know, and the thousands of thousands of people who will be in the stadium to clear the snow if it does get a little bit thick tonight. One of the wonderful things that I saw um, that they've put in place is uh, one of the drinks uh, that's available in the stadium is the Siberian Winter Toddy, which is a wonderful combination of rum, apple cider, and cinnamon. Uh, and I think there's nothing better than that if you're enjoying some uh, football on the field. And I guess one of the other big things that you're seeing in New York and New Jersey at this time is the after parties. Uh, and there really is an arms race for after parties, from boats being moored in, in the river or on the, on the coast uh, to taking over massive halls. Uh, it, it really is a weekend party uh, that, that's going down in that part of the world.
1: Okay, and as far as who's going to win, it actually doesn't really matter. Does no, it, it does <laughs> So we'll leave it at that. Michael Goldman, great chatting to you once again. Hopefully we'll connect with you uh, before you actually get back uh, to the USA. Thanks, sure, thanks. There you are. Michael Goldman, of course, once of, of Gibbs, still connected to them, but uh, currently now, uh, well, lecturing in, uh, in in sports marketing in particular at uh, the University of uh, San Francisco. And you can follow him on Twitter at Michael M. Goldman. Michael M. Goldman. Right,